0: morning my name is charles morgan i'm as word is Live ministries uh, again thank you so much for tuning in uh whatever way you're tuning in on the radio uh, on the internet youtube facebook or even our podcast i do appreciate that you can even go to our website wordisalive.org and uh, listen to us there as well this morning i'm gonna be in first kings i was in first kings not long ago preaching about elijah i'm gonna preach about elijah again but there's so many aspects to what was going on with Elijah, and, and uh, I think it's just just fits us today. I think it fits us like a glove. And so in chapter 19, verse 10, I'm going to read that first, and I'm going to skip over to uh, 14. It said, And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with a sword. And I, even I, only... Am left, and they seek my life to take it. Alright, we skip down to verse 14, we're going to read from there. And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword, and I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said unto him, Go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest anoint Hazael to be king over Syria and Yehu the son of Nimshi shall thou anoint to be king over Israel and Elisha the son of Shaphat of Abel Meholah shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room and it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Hazael shall Yehu slay and him that escapeth the sword of Yehu shall Elisha slay. And then he says something here. He says, Yet, I have left me 7000 in Israel all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal and every mouth which hath not kissed him. Now what I want to talk about today is what we consider the truth. The things that we are told so many times are not the truth. And so this is something that I look at with with Elijah. Elijah was a great prophet. Man, he was such a great prophet. He had seen great things. But he he was uh maxed out here. I mean, mentally, physically, he was just maxed out completely. And he says something here in verse ten to, to the Lord God, he, he says, Lord he said he said, I've been faithful to you. I've done everything. I, I can just hear his voice and many have said, Oh well he was this and he was that I I've been there. I know what he's talking about. Man, I feel like I've done exactly what I was supposed to. I've I've worshiped the Lord, I've done these things, I've I've followed after him. I feel like I followed his will and all of a sudden it just didn't turn out the way I thought it was going. It seemed like it was all caving in on me. You know, I'm like in a hole and the, and the dirt's caving in on top of me and you feel like you're just all alone. It's, it's coming in and it's it just hard to get out of that because it just feels like it just keeps coming and keeps coming. And so he says this to God and he says, I'm the only one left. Now I'm paraphrasing that. He said, I only am left. And he said, They seek my life to take it away. Jezebel's the one that was seeking his life. And he's saying this. Right after this, this this is before God speaks to him. He asked him, he said, What are you doing here? And then we get some series of events, we get some earthquakes, and we get some other things, and you know, and then he speaks to him in a still small voice. So Elijah's Hearing this, he he hears what God says. And you would think, okay, God spoke to him. He's going to be encouraged. Everything's going to be okay. But that's not the case. He says exactly the same thing to him again. He's still feeling in the hole. He's still feeling like he's being bombarded. He still feels alone. He feels like it's caving in on top of him. And I can relate. And you probably can too. I want to. I want to tell you today. I want this message to be of an encouragement. Uh, you know, some say you, well, you never preach encouraging messages. I think the Word of God is always encouraging, uh, even if it tells us we're a sinner. That's encouraging because it tells us what we need to do. It tells us where we stand. I like to know where I stand. A lot of times with people, I like to know where I stand. Some people, it's very difficult to know where you stand because they won't tell you. Uh, They're very uh, evasive and elusive with all the things that they do. Other people, they're pretty abrupt, and you know exactly. Uh, But I like to know, even if I have to figure it out, I like to know where I stand with people. I like to know if they're stabbing me in the back. I like to know if they're being kind to me all the time, if if I really can't trust them. I like to know that. I like to know where they stand. And Elijah here, he was having trouble. He was having trouble because he didn't feel like he knew any of that with God. He felt like he didn't know where he stood with God. And folks, we get to that point. We don't know where we stand here. Now, we can find out. God can even speak to us and sometimes we still don't feel that. And we think something is true, but it's not. And so, we've been fed a line here in our country that Christianity is on the decline. And from all the polls and indications, that may be true. But I want to tell you something right now. Jesus is never on the decline. Jesus is never on the decline. And we're told that we're alone and people don't really feel the way we do. And some of that is true, but I'm telling you right now, there are a lot more people out there that feel the same way about the Word of God that you feel. The same way that you feel about the Lord, they feel that way. You don't hear from them. You don't get to see them. You go to your church or you go to wherever you're meeting, Bible study or whatever it is, a lot of times you don't get to hear them. You think, well, we just got our little group here, our small church, or maybe you go into a big church and, and uh, you feel alone anyway. But I'm telling you, there are still people out there that have not bent a knee to Baal. Elijah was here, and he was believing the majority report, but it wasn't true. It wasn't true that he was alone. It wasn't true that he was the only one left. But he felt that way, and if you feel that way today, I'm telling you right now, it's okay. It's okay because that's a human reaction. But it's not okay to stay there when you find out the truth. See, It was not okay for Elijah to stay there once he found out the truth. And he didn't. We're going to find out that. But God talks to him. And I I, I like the way that God handles things. Boy, I just love the way. He didn't come right out and tell him, no, you're wrong. He told him something. He said, you're going to pick some new people here. There's going to be a new sheriff in town here. He said, I want you to go pick him out. This is going to be king here. And this is going to be king here. And then this guy over here, he's going to replace you. Now that wasn't punishment. Now I want you to understand that. So many people, well, he he was done with Elijah. He was not done with Elijah. Elijah still had to teach Elisha. He was not done with him, but he was letting him know, you have done a good job. I'm going to give you a rest. I'm going to take care of you. Folks, God is going to give us a rest. He will help us out. It may not feel like it at first. And you may have to look around and go, Oh, there I am. I've done this many times lately. I've prayed and prayed, Lord, you know, this and that. You know, I'm I'm looking for this. and, And yet I didn't even realize it when He'd answered my prayers. I looked around and go, Oh, there I am. God has already worked. He's done the things that I needed Him to do to take care of me. And see, Elijah was the same way. He'd already been taken care of. He'd already been fed and rested. So know this, God is still God of all and He will take care of everything. Elijah had done exactly what God had wanted him to do. He had seen a fire rain down and, and tear up the altar. He'd seen the prophets of Baal killed. And then and, and Jezebel said she was going to kill him and he got scared and he ran off. And even at that time, God took care of me folks i'm telling you right now the main focus is to stay in the will of god to stay on the path to stay where you should not with the program but with god's path stay on it you don't have to do every little program and all the stuff that comes down the pike i'm telling you satan has used business inside the church you say, oh, I don't understand. He's gotten people so busy, they don't realize they got off the path. They're not doing what they're supposed to. They're doing what they think they want to do. Over here and over there and going and going. And they'll, they'll go off to somewhere else, but they won't talk to their neighbor that lives next door. They won't talk to the person that works with them for 20 years. They won't talk to the person that they go fishing with. But, oh, they're all hip to go somewhere else And say, oh, we did a great work. Now, I'm not doubting that those are great works. I'm not doing that. But I'm telling you, God does not intend us to stay so busy that we can't get into His Word. That we can't pray. That we can't fellowship. That we're so worn out that we have no time for worship. I've seen people that will do all kinds of things and say, well, you know, I was so tired come Sunday morning. I just didn't have time to come and worship God. Really? Really? What does that mean? That means you put more emphasis on what you're doing than what God does. That's what that means. Elijah was to that point. Getting to that point is fairly easy because you don't have to do much thinking. You don't have to do much studying before you find yourself and all of a sudden you feel like I'm overwhelmed. So many people I've talked to will tell me, well, I used to be this and I used to be that. Uh, You know, I used to teach Sunday school and I used to do this and that, you know, and it just got so overbearing, you know, and uh, we've got people that uh, in churches, and I've seen this time and time again, you get an adult that gets saved and somebody says, hey, they need to take my Sunday school class. I've been teaching that for 23 years. They're not ready. They're a babe in Christ. But yet we'll throw them into that and then they get overwhelmed and they never come back and we wonder why we need to nurture them we need to bring them up there are many people out there that are worshiping God I've got friends that travel evangelist friends that travel around and I'll ask them and they'll tell me it's pretty rough there's a lot of churches not preaching the word of God anymore they're not following after Him they've got all kinds of things going on but it's not all about God most of it's not at any at about God but they'll tell me there are still those churches there's still those that are there. Now I want you to see this, that God didn't tell Elijah that everybody was still okay. And out of the whole nation of Israel, 7,000 wasn't a huge number. But He wanted him to know, you are not alone. I want you to know right now, if you're burdened down, if, you, if you've been talking to people about the Lord, you've not been seeing responses, and you're you're feeling beat down, and you're feeling like you're buried... You're not alone. You're not alone. Look around a little bit. Don't get get those blinders on, you know, like they used to put on mules, you know, they put on blinders on so they couldn't see to either side. All they could see is straight in front of them. Look around a little bit. Pray, say, Lord, send somebody to guide me, to let me know that I'm not alone here. you got a voice right now in your ear. It's me. Telling you, you're not alone. Lift your head up. Praise God. There may be a replacement coming for you. There may just be some refreshment coming for you. He told Elijah. He said, "I want you to pick these new people. These other people that are after you right now. They're not staying there. We may get upset right now. And I talk to people and hear people and see people, and and it's all kinds of stuff about our political situation and." And oh, we can't—you know—we can't have that. I'm telling you right now, God is still in control. We're exactly where God wants us. You say, "Well, I can't believe that." Believe me, God has a plan. Did He not have a plan in the Garden of Eden when He said, "I'm going to send somebody"? And did it not come to fruition? Absolutely. Was there not bad times along the way? Yeah. What we would call bad times, bad leaders that came and went. And even at the time Jesus came, it seemed like it was hopeless. They were under Roman rule. They let them do their own thing just because they wanted to keep the peace and they didn't even like being there. They didn't like the country. But yet it was dominion, it was bad people would look around it and go oh man we need a savior And what were they looking for a physical savior someone who would come in and set up the kingdom and, and say hey Rome you're done well, I'm going to tell you right now the Lord is going to do that and he's going to come back and he's going to take care of things he says go and pick these guys he said I want Hazael to be king over Syria I want Yehud to be king over Israel. And he said, Elisha is going to be your boy. He's going to come along and he's going to be your successor. He's going to be it. And he said, if one don't care take care of it, the next one will. And if the next one don't take care of it, the next one will. In other words, he's telling Elijah, it's going to be okay. It's going to be taken care of. I'm telling you right now that one day the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings will reign triumphant because He's already achieved the victory. He died upon the cross and He defeated death for us to give us the victory. But the victory already belonged to Him because He is God. Jesus Christ is God. He is King of Kings. He's Lord of Lords. He's Lord over all. We can still talk to Him. He can still talk to us. And he can let us know, it's okay, you can have this peace, because I'm giving it to you. Everything's going to be okay. He said, yet, yet. Elijah, here's one final piece of information that you need. He said, yet, I have me 7,000 in Israel. Just so you know, Elijah... He didn't tell him this at first. And that's why I say I just love the way God works things. And I love the way He works in my life, even though sometimes I'm not happy with it while it's happening. But when it's done, I can see it. And I was talking to my wife today. I said, you know, I've seen it so many times, and yet it's so hard to just turn it over to God. It's so hard to say, okay, God, I know you got the road paved already. I can keep on walking. I feel like I need to say, Lord... Can you put another layer on that? It looks a little rough. So I know it's tough. But he said, yet I have 7,000. I'm going to tell you right now, yet there are many in this nation, in our region, in our state, and even further than that, in our world, that God has, that belong to Him. And I'm talking truly belong to Him that have not bowed a knee. All the knees. I like this. All the knees, which have not bowed unto Baal. They haven't bowed a knee to Baal. They are still worshiping me, Elijah. That's got to be encouraging to him, and it's got to be encouraging to us. That When we think we're alone, when the media will tell us we're alone, when they'll tell us that Christianity is dying out, we need to know it's not true. It's been said before. People have tried to stamp it out. Tried to get rid of it. And you know what happened each time? It got stronger. Is there a great falling away? I think there is. I'm not going to kid you. I'm not going to say there's not. But there's still a solid core. That's still there that we need to go to. We need to know and find them. I'm going to challenge you this Sunday, even if your church doesn't have altar call. And some of them don't anymore. And I, I don't like that. I think we need altar call. I think we need prayer in church. You know, when when I hear somebody say, well, they took prayer out and altar call because it too, took too much time, I'm wondering, what do people come in there for? It's in McDonald's. It's in quick food. Man, this is stuff we're supposed to be taking in. We're supposed to be going in there worshiping God and encouraging one another and receiving encouragement from Him and praising Him for, for who He really is. So if your church doesn't have altar call, after it gets done, grab your pastor and say, Pastor, let's all go to the altar. Let's all pray. Let's pray for each other. Let's pray for our church. Let's pray for the churches around about us in the community. Let's pray for the churches in our state, in our nation, and in this world. Let's pray for the lost that we'll be able to reach them. Those that live across the road from the church. Those that live close to us and far away that we'll reach them. Grab him and say, I want to bring you up to the altar. I want to have prayer. And pray. Seek after the Lord. Worship Him. Praise Him with everything you've got. And say, I'm not going to bow a knee to this world. I'm not going to give it any credence. I'm not going to give anything to it. I'm going to praise the one and only. The one that deserves preeminence in my life. The one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ, the Lord. God Almighty. That's who I'm going to serve. And even if nobody will go with you, you go. And if nobody will... Uh, do anything with you, you continue to praise Him. Get down on your knees wherever you are right now as you hear this, if you can, and say, I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm not going to stop. Because I feel alone, but I know I'm not. I'm being told I'm alone, but I know I'm not. I know what the truth is it's Jesus. See, we don't have any of that absolute in our world anymore. Those who won't say that Jesus Christ is Lord, they won't claim Him even in churches and places around, and they'll say, well, uh, you know, others can go to heaven too. I'm telling you right now, without Jesus Christ, no one goes to heaven. There is no other name whereby we must be saved that's given to us except the name of Jesus. He's greater than the blood of bulls and goats. Because he himself was sacrificed. He did it himself. He gave of himself and paid our sin debt. we got so much to praise him about. And I know we forget about that. I know how easy it is. And I know how easy it is to get in the place where Elijah is. Believe me, I've been there. And even after you hear the still small voice of God, sometimes it's tough to get out of it. Maybe you heard a great message and maybe it made you feel good a little bit, but it's still, you're saying, oh, but but I'm still alone. We're never alone with Christ. We're always a party of two, at least. And then we need to remember that. And he's there for us. He said, I've got 7,000, all the knees which have not bowed into Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. Elijah they've not done a thing for Baal they're mine see what he says I have left I have who is this? God Jesus is telling us today I've still got them left don't feel discouraged like Elijah get out of that And I was going to tell you here, here's what Elijah did. Verse 19, So he departed thence and found Elisha the son of Shephat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he, with the twelfth, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. What did Elijah do? Just what God told him to do. He was refreshed. So I want you to be refreshed today. I want you to be brought back. I want you to realize you're not alone. I want you to realize that you're standing with others. And some others, they need to stand. But you know, maybe somebody's depending upon you. Maybe you need to go put your cloak upon somebody. And say, hey, I want to teach you. I want to teach you. Like somebody taught me. Maybe you've taught Sunday school for so long, you'd like to sit in a class and you'd like to learn. Maybe you do need somebody to help you out. Go find them. Go find them and put your cloak upon them. So to speak. Like Elijah did. And say, I want to teach you. I want to show you how to study. I want to show you how to pray I want to tell you how the Lord has worked in my life you older men you grab somebody a younger man you say I want to teach you I want to show you like Paul taught Timothy you older women those that have been in the Christ longer you grab somebody that's younger in the Lord than you they may be older chronologically you grab them and you say, I want to teach you. I want to bring you along. One of the f- greatest failings I've seen in our churches is the lack of discipleship. We have classes on it. We talk about it. We say things about it. We may even have some books on it. But we don't do it. We see people saved and yet we we don't bring them along. We kind of leave them there. We think our job is done. Great commission encouraged us to go throughout the world and seeing these people saved and baptized. But then it tells us to teach them. We're not doing that. In great numbers, we're not doing that. And it shows. We need to teach people the Bible, not what some guy said. We need to have Bible study. We need to go through books. I've, I've gone through books at, at churches I've been at, you know, and, and, and people say, well, I never knew that was there part of that is because they never tried to learn but most of it is because nobody ever tried to teach them to show them this is what the Bible says verse by verse going through some amazing stuff I've had some some men that would come to me and go wow I didn't know of some of the wars and the great men that stood up and were brave I didn't know about some of these things that are in here and Nobody ever said anything. Someone has been in church for a long time. So they need to know, and I would encourage you to do that. Get into your word. Find out what this Bible says. Don't be reading commentaries until you've studied your Bible. Folks, I'm not blasting commentaries. I've got many of them. Some I agree with, some I don't. Some I agree with sometimes. Sometimes I look at it and I don't agree with them because it's a commentary. They're commenting on the Scripture. But first I study the Scripture myself and I look at it and I'll make notes and I'll figure out some things and I'll I'll say, well, what is this? And I may even do a word search on it and say, well, what does that word mean there? What was the original word and what was the context in it? And look at the context around it. I'll study it many different types of ways. And then I'll go to a commentary and go, okay, I can see what they're saying. I may not agree with it, but I can say, okay, I see they've studied and here's what they see in this. Maybe they'll bring out an enhancement of something I've looked at and it'll mean even more to me. But the Word of God speaks for itself. It speaks loud and it speaks clear. And we need that. We need to study the Word of God. Pray. Get down on your knees. I'm not talking about just, oh yeah, Lord, uh, by the way. No, I'm talking about true prayer. Say, Lord, I need to concentrate right now. I want to be part of you. I want you to be part of me. I want to keep this going, and I want to I want to speak to you. I want you to speak to me. Be with other Christians. Go to church. I don't care if you're tired. Go to church. You can go home in the afternoon take a nap. I grew up in the community. That's what everybody did. They worked. For six days a week. We were a farming community. And we worked six days a week. Hard. Uh, Saturday. People would get up in the morning. They'd go to church. They'd worship. They'd come home and go eat. And it was dead all afternoon. Because everybody was taking a nap. Resting. And we'd go back to church. I always went back to church that evening. Go to church. Be with people. Talk to people. Find out that you're not the only one find you a missionary friend say hey what's going on with you what are you seeing a, an evangelist that's traveling our country talk to them say what are you seeing can I help you out you know is there anything I can do I want to pray for you but is there anything else I can do for you if you find yourself like Elijah understand that God is there for you see God was there the whole time for Elijah but Elijah couldn't feel it Elijah couldn't see it because he was blinded by his own stuff his own storms his own world and it was caving in on him well maybe you feel that way today i want to encourage you do you remember the day you got saved did you feel that way then why would you feel that way now it's the same jesus that you accepted into your heart that rules over your life today I want you to get up. I want you to praise God. Maybe as soon as this is done, you just jump up in the middle of your house. Maybe you're alone or maybe you're in your car and you just yell out as loud as you can, glory, hallelujah, praise you, God. Just see what it does for you. I guarantee it will do you some good. God is still God. He always has been. The truth is that the Lord still reigns. Even though others will tell you what the truth is, that's not it. Jesus Christ is the truth. Well, thank you for allowing me today. I hope this has been encouraging. I hope you are praising God right now. My name is Charles Morgan. Word is Live Ministries.